40 lessons. Recording this episode during a, a very difficult time. You know, this is not the first generation that has experienced violence and aggression towards people of color. I think we're just we're tired. We're tired. Tired of burying our black men. Tired of burying our black children in situations that are seemingly preventable, seemingly a different outcome could have happened. Didn't have to be a child mourning the death of their daddy. Didn't have to be a mother mourning the death of her son. So we struggle to understand why. We struggle to understand what it is about a person that they don't value another person. We're not the first generation to experience this. And so this this fatigue that we have is has built up generation after generation and seemingly we were in another place. But we keep getting these reminders that we haven't progressed as far as we hoped. That the struggle remains, that progress must still happen. There's more to heal. There's more to forgive. There's more to change. So this fatigue, this exhaustion is not not understood by everyone. And so you hear both sides of this conversation around violence. And violence is wrong here against an officer. And violence is also wrong against a citizen. It's, it's, It's wrong in both instances. Neither justify each other. But we struggle, we struggle to understand why. So this reminder that black lives matter is important because it seems like sometimes some people forget. Because if you remember, there was a point in our history where we, we didn't matter. And it took revolts. It took change. It took a movement. It took years of sacrifice, years of people giving their lives, dying, marching, standing up, people who looked brown and black and people who didn't coming together to say this is wrong. And so we're reminding people that we still matter because some people's behavior would seem to indicate that we don't. For us to move past this, for us to get past Orlando, for us to get past St. Paul and Baton Rouge, and for us to get past Dallas, for us to even get past what's happening here in Richmond. We lost a young man just about two weeks ago over in Lincoln Muse. We're still killing each other. And for us to get past this, for us to heal, for us to come together, the amount of love, the amount of forgiveness that's required to overshadow and push out the darkness and to quiet the voices of those who would say, you shouldn't be together. That would say these people are less than these people don't deserve that. This is just what they are like for us to come together is going to take. It's going to take courage. It's going to take strength from deep within us. And for those of us who are people of faith, we're going to have to rely on strength that is greater than ours, on a power that is greater than ours to overcome and to change our world. So I remember being in college and going home. 
And I remember being pulled over by an officer. I was walking in my neighborhood and someone called the cops and said that there was a black man walking in the neighborhood and he looked suspicious. And so the cops approached me and because I didn't have my wallet with me because I was just walking around my neighborhood. I left it at home. I was just taking a walk because I didn't have that. Over the next 30 minutes, we talked and, and thank God I didn't go to the precinct that day. But the person who called the cops didn't know me. They knew nothing about me. But just because of how I looked, I was a threat. And people miss, they misunderstand that, that there are people who make judgments of other people just because of how they look. And that's real. And that has real consequences. And sometimes those consequences mean death. And that, that right there, that consequence is scary. And that's the consequence we're pushing against. And that's the consequence we teach our young people about when we have that talk about how to behave when you interact with a police officer. And no, it's not all cops. We know that. It's not all people. We know that. These broad brushes that are painted across who we are and how we behave are all, they're all wrong. But for us to push, to push past and believe that we can be better, that we can do more, that's what we got to keep doing. Because if we ever stop, if we ever stop pushing, if we ever stop shouting and reminding people that not just Black Lives Matter, but every life matters and that violence is just wrong and should be prevented, that our laws should protect people. If we stop, then the darkness is won. And evil has won. Hatred has won. So we can't stop. We can't stop talking about it. We can't stop leaning into the hard, difficult conversations. Because that's when we give up. I struggle to have hope. I struggle to, to believe in a world that would be better for my daughter than it is for me. I struggle, but I can't, I can't stop for her sake, for her friend's sake. I can't, I can't quit. I can't stop believing and I can't stop hoping and I can't stop pushing for us to be better. She needs it. All of our kids need it. And really we need it too. We need to exist in a world that's, that's different and better where we don't turn on the news and see events like we've seen these last few weeks. So my hope for you is that you will take care of yourself, that you will find comfort, that you will find strength, and that all of us would take care of each other, that we would find ways to support and listen and try to understand even when viewpoints are different and that we would hold our officials accountable and that we will hold the people who protect us accountable, that we would not give in. We would not give up, but we would keep pushing. My name is Todd B. Walden. Take care of yourself and take care of each other.